Hi, and thanks for checking out this episode, Customer Service. Amy says if you want to go above and beyond what others are doing, you have to be willing to offer great customer service. She shares that communication is key, along with appreciation. But before we jump into the interview, let me tell you a little bit more about Anchor. So please stick around and enjoy the show. another episode of Coffee with Tea. I'm your host, Tanya Tyler, and I'm excited because I have Miss Amy Elberfield, who will be here to talk about customer service. She is with the Storyline Collections, uh, and that's about fashion and stuff like that. So with the fashion diva herself, who loves to tell you about what you need to have for this trending season, I would love to welcome Miss Amy Elberfield. Welcome, Amy. Hi, Tanya. It's good to be here. (laughs) And it's Elberfield. That's why I go by I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Because no one can pronounce it, no one can spell it. And I can thank my husband for that. Thank you very much. I am so, so I go by Styling with Amy. That's how you can find me easily. I love it. I love it. So, Miss Amy, we're going to talk about customer service, really. And I really, to like get an understanding of what customer service, what is good customer service to you? What does that look like? I think we have to keep in mind there are a lot of us are offering the same services. There are a lot of places you can buy clothes in addition to making purchases from me with Storyline. There are other direct sales company doing clothes. And so I think no matter what service we're offering, our best customers are our current customers. And then to also build our customer base, I think we have to go above and beyond what others are doing. And one way to do that is to offer great customer service. So I don't know whether, has anyone ever bought something from a direct salesperson? You go to a show, you purchase something, and you never hear from them again. So, um, you know, some of the things that I do, I thank every person as soon as I get someone's order within 24 hours, I send them out a thank you text. And this is so easy to do. You can take, find a great graphic that says thank you, create something on Canva, save it in your photos. And all you have to do is text that out to that customer, you know, later that day or the next day. You know, you can add your own additional text, just thanking them for shopping with you. I appreciate your business. I hope you love your new clothing. But people appreciate that thank you. Then um, the next step that I always do is once my customer has received their item, then I check in with them again. Hey, did you get your order? And the big one is, hey, did you try it on? Because sometimes we get those things and we like throw them in the closet or we throw it on the floor or we hang it in the closet before we try it on. So my second text message is, did you try it on? Do you love it? Because I tell my clients, if you're jumping up and down about something when you try it on, then it's something you probably want to add to your closet. So I want to make sure when they get their clothing piece that they're still jumping up and down about it. 
Do they still like the way it looks, the way it fits? Do you need to do an exchange? Do you need to do a return? Um, and if they need to do an exchange or return, if my company does not offer free returns, then I tell my clients, you know what, I'll reimburse you for your return postage to send that item back. I want people to be happy. I want them to come back and shop. And so an easy way to do that is say, hey, send me your receipt from the post office showing me the tracking number and then it's on its way back. And then I just mail them a check to reimburse their postage fees for sending that item back. Because there are a lot of places that do offer free returns, but some companies are so small, they're not able to do that. Right, right. So, I mean, where did this, I mean, you have to have some kind of like passion for customer service because I, I don't, customer service doesn't come easily to everybody, right? So how do you build upon, you know, your customer service skills? I think you need to have a system. I mean, I came up with this system. I think a lot of people are scrolling through their email. So, and it used to be when I first started in direct sales, we always did the morning after call. So we'd call the next morning, thank somebody for their purchase, but things have changed a little bit where we now have cell phones and if we don't know the number, we're not answering. And so they have to go back and pick up the voicemail. And then if they've got a problem, then they've got to make sure they get the phone number and who it is. So I think just to have a system in place and I find that text messaging works very well. So knowing that I have a three-step process, text out a thank you, text out a checking in, did you try it in, are you still happy? And then helping them with a return or exchange through text messaging. Right, right. So, so I, I mean, having a system. I hear, I don't know, I'm gonna say like, I mean, it sounds like you had a system in place, but I mean, like I said, for those who, who are like new to um, the customer service and the follow-up thing, what's one of the things that would, really help them um, building up their customer service skills? What do you think is one thing that can help them, you know, be better customer service oriented? Um, besides having a good system in place, I think just staying in contact with your clients and not just after they make a purchase with you, just kind of dropping out of sight and not checking back in or um, those types of things. So I think making sure you're staying in contact and thanking people. I mean, right. that's really, really important, no matter how you choose to do that. But thanking for someone for using your services or buying your product. I mean, that's a good way. You have to show customer appreciation to increase your repeat business. Right, right. And fix any problems. I mean, anybody that's got a problem, you know, even if it costs you a little bit of money, you need to make it right. And um, I think we need to remember that too and own up to any mistakes you may make. You know, don't blame it on someone else. Don't blame it. I don't know. You just need to say, oops, sent you the wrong size or oops, sorry you don't like it. Or, you know, just communication is key and just helping your customers the best you can. Right, right. Well, it sounds to me like, you know, it, it, like so when I, I used to do eBay, so, a big thing was customer service. And sometimes I would ship out a product 
and it, you know, it would break and I would follow up. I was afraid to follow up because you never know what the customer is going to say. So <laughs> you know, the fear of maybe, you know, yeah, you may have disappointed or you didn't send the right thing. That's a big fear that a lot of people have to get past, right? Yes. Yes. So I, when I, when I did do that, I had one lady, she, I sent broken stuff to her and I didn't wrap it properly. So once she reported it back to me, she didn't report me as a bad seller unfortunately you know i followed up and i asked and she's like no it was broken so i'm thinking i've sent out a lot of these products before but nobody told me it was broken so feedback can be a positive thing if you look at it right yes and you know you know not everybody's going to be i mean i have a very low return rate or you know problem but every once in a while you do come across that and you need to deal with it rather than say well Maybe if I don't check on it, even if it isn't right, they'll just, they won't reach out to me. So I won't have to try to figure it out or make it right. Or I won't have to pay the return postage to send something back. And so, you know, I think when you're in business for yourself, it's a big thing to do because there are a lot of different choices. People can choose who they want to do business with. And are they going to choose the person that makes it fun, that follows up? that takes care of their problems, or are they gonna shop with somebody that they don't hear from or doesn't appear to appreciate their business? Right, right. I Like I said, I used to, when I did, like I said, if it wasn't for the fact that I got the negative feedback from her that, I mean, it wasn't for, from my bad thing. It was just, I didn't know how to wrap properly. So mm -hmm. it was a learn, I learned, I took it as a learning curve. So maybe, is it the perspective that you have on your feedback that you get from customers that might help you change your perspective in getting feedback? Right. And you may learn something from the feedback that they give. You know, my package arrived and it was damaged or, you know, there's some other issue with it. And so then, you know, you kind of keep that on your radar, knowing that that's happened to one person. Could that possibly happen to someone else? How am I going to fix it? And the example you gave, I mean, knowing, hey, maybe I need to pack these a little bit differently than what I thought. And so, you know, you can, you know, feedback is important from your clients. Right, right. And how going with good customer services is also building up on relationships, right? So how important is relationships with your customers? Um, I think, you know, it, you know, there's the old saying, um, you know, liking someone, trusting someone and doing business with them. And I think building relationships is important in any business. And I think making your customer, I mean, for me, um, two important things are making sure that the women I'm connecting with through Storyline have fun shopping for clothes. I mean, that's one of my big goals. A lot of women are frustrated by shopping for clothes. They don't know where to start. They're overwhelmed by going to the store. They can't find anyone to help them. And, um, you know, also one thing that I, I think I mentioned this before, but anytime I do a show or a gathering, I tell people, you know, try something on, try things on. If you're jumping up a dam, then it's something you may want to add to your closet. If you're hemlawing around, you're not going to wear it. It's going to be an orphan in your closet. You need to put it back on the rack. And that immediately puts people at ease because I think sometimes people think, particularly if they're shopping with a direct seller or a direct selling party, 
wherever they're shopping for clothes, then they think, okay, she's going to tell me everything looks great on me. I'm, you know, I'm going to kind of feel like I have to buy something whether I like it or not. And, you know, they, you know, are even a little bit nervous about coming. But I think if you set, set the stage to let people feel comfortable and, um, you know, have fun. I mean, if I do, if I do a private appointment or a show with someone and I hear people leaving saying, hey, that was fun, then I know I've done my job. It's right. not all about the sales sometimes. And if people have fun, they'll come back. And if they trust you and you make them feel comfortable, they'll come back to shop too. And I think whatever, you know, even if you're having a bad day, you've got to put that aside. And, you know, whether it's listen to some great music on the way to the show appointment or whatever, you know, you've got to put a smile on your face and you can you know, feel differently after you're connecting with that person, but you really, you know, cause it will show, you know, if you just stand up there and you do all the talking and you don't, you know, engage with people, then, you know, you need to interact with people and make it fun. Cause at my age, if it's not fun, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I know we, we've networked for a, a couple of years, and I, I always say that I love your enthusiasm when you come into these networking events and stuff like that. So where does this passion really come from? Where, where does this passion for, you know, serving others and, and making people feel good about their looks really come from? Um, I'm not really sure. I, I, um, I was a hygienist for over 20 years. And when I was a hygienist, people don't like coming to the dentist, even if it's just to get their teeth cleaned. And so I think it even started there because I myself sometimes have some anxiety issues. And so I totally get someone coming to the dentist and they're like, oh, you know, I'd rather do anything than come and sit in your chair and have my teeth cleaned. So I always, you know, try to make people feel comfortable, you know, find out about them, talk about what's going on in their life. And, um, you know, there also was a lot of laughing. And when um, I retired from that position, it was interesting that one of my coworkers said, the thing I miss the most is working next to your room because she was the dental assistant and hearing you laugh with your patients. And I didn't realize I was really doing it, but it, it just kind of struck me. I thought, really? And she goes, yeah, I just miss hearing you laugh with your patients. She goes, I really miss that when we were working together. So I think I've always, you know, tried to make people feel comfortable because I at times have been uncomfortable myself with anxiety. And um, I guess that's where it comes from. But I do like serving others, whether it's in my business or family or at church. And um I don't know. I guess that's my answer. I would think there's a thread that keeps us going forward. So when you transition from, I mean, it's a, it seems like a big jump from going from a dental hygienist to clothing. How, how were you able to make that, that transition? I mean, how did you get into like doing clothes? I mean, that's a big jump <laughs> to me. I have, yeah, I've always loved fashion. Always, always, always. 
my degrees are actually in home economics originally. So I have a bachelor's and master's in home ec education. I taught home ec for five years. Loved sewing and clothes in high school, made all my clothes. That continued on into college when I was a home ec major. So I've always loved clothes. I ended up not having a job in as a home ec teacher. So that's what took me to dental hygiene. And I got my degree in dental hygiene because my father was an oral surgeon. And I started working for him when I was 13. So, um, you know, he put me to work in all aspects of the office, recovery rooms, assisting him in surgery, doing things, you know, back in the back. And um, so that was the other thing I knew. And I love my hygiene job, but we got a new boss. And after 20 years, I just thought, I, I can't, this is not working for me anymore. So what do I do next? So I decided I wanted to be my own boss. And um, I worked for, I started Southern Living at Home was actually my first direct sales business. I'm a very visual person. I love to decorate. I love clothes. I love putting, styling things. But I was scared to death. I signed up. My upline, I was like, I can't do this. I'm not doing this. I mean, my anxiety, I was on the edge of the cliff. My anxiety was just like, I can't do this. And she's like, yes, you can. She talked me off of the cliff. She said, you just need to get started. You'll be fine. And um, I remember going with her to help her to show, to get some training. And she left the room and she came back and I was talking to people. And I guess laughing and she goes, you know, you can talk to anybody. And I said, well, I guess I'm used to talking to people when I have dental instruments in their mouth. And I learned to talk to anybody by talking to my patients during their dental appointments. But my real passion is the clothing and I moved into the clothing line to sell clothing. And direct sales is perfect. I've always wanted to sell clothing, work in a boutique, but I don't wanna work retail hours. I don't wanna work the day after Thanksgiving. I don't wanna work December 24th. I don't wanna work December 26th. I wanna make my own hours, fit it around my family time, my volunteering time. And so it's been perfect. I mean, Storyline is maybe my fourth clothing company. But the, as I say, the other clothing companies quit me. I didn't quit them. They all closed for a variety of reasons or closed those direct sales division. So, you know, I could either say, well, I'm not going to do anything, but I'm not ready to do that yet. And I, I, I have to love what I sell. I have to be passionate about it. People have offered me other things to offer to people, makeup, jewelry, healthcare products. And I just, I'm not jumping up and down about doing that. So it's, it's all about the clothes for me. Right. Like I said, you're very passionate and I think you're going to, you continue to do wonderful things. So my question is, is what would you like to leave the audience with? You know, if you're put in a situation where you don't have a job, um, you know, you can either pick yourself up and move forward or you can give up, maybe look at a new avenue, see what's out there. Don't be afraid to try something new. Also, I mean, I just started, I'm 65 and a half, and I just started with Storyline a month ago. So again, I don't think you're ever too old to start something new. 
So that would be my other thing I would live with. Have, and you know what? Have fun if you can with it because it makes all the difference in the world. You know, I, I think laughter can get us through some tough situations in life and in the workplace. And I think if you can make somebody else laugh or share a laugh with someone, it's, you know, I think it's a blessing you can give to people. And especially in, you know, these days where we're in a totally different situation. So I think sometimes we have to look at the good things and, and share a laugh. Right. And laughter is good for your health. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? <laughs> yeah, so we need that right now. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Well, Amy, we are wrapping up. I uh, can't believe how fast 20 minutes can go by. It did go fast. It does, doesn't it? Especially when we're having fun. So thank you for all your wisdom and your insight. I really do appreciate it. Thank you for having me. This was wonderful. And Tanya, you're doing amazing things. So good luck with this new adventure. And it's been so much fun to talk to you and share my story. About Amy, where can we find um, your, your information? I, um, you can find me on Facebook as Styling with Amy E. My last name is Elberfeld, E-L-B as in boy, E-R, F as in Frank, E-L-D, Amy. You can find me on LinkedIn. And my website for the Storyline Collection, which is all about capsule dressing and mixing and matching, is storylinecollection.com slash stylingwithamy. Styling with Amy, yes. Yeah. And I would definitely encourage you to check her out. I'll have all the links in the comments below so you can follow her and check up with her and connect with her if you want more information. And I also want to say thank you for checking us out. The best thing you can do for us is to watch, share, like, and subscribe. And thank you for tuning in to another Coffee with Tea. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. I want to always remind you that feedback is welcome. Email us if you have any show ideas or guests that you'd like to see. Links will always be provided in the comments. Please share us with your friends. And remember, take things in stride. Go with the flow and create your own path. And again, thank you for tuning in. Bye-bye.